We want to welcome everybody today to the Realizing Your Worth podcast series where we interview experienced corporate citizenship professionals just like yourself, most likely, about all things employee giving and or volunteering. So most of the Realizing Your Worth episodes are going to focus on a topic from one of four categories. Number one, best practices. Number two, transformative value. Number three, the dark side. And number four, the big picture. I'm Angela Parker. And I'm Chris Jarvis. And we're very happy to be with you today. This week, we're going to focus mostly on best practices. We're going to move toward the end, toward the conversation about how those practices lead to transformative value. So you've got a little bit of a blended podcast today. We have Laura Asiala. She's the Director of Client Relations and Public Affairs at Pixera Global. Laura, can you take a second and tell us a little bit about your role and your background? I would be happy to. I'm so happy to be here today with Realized Worth and to talk about something that I have such great passion for and wonderful experience of being able to make a career out of it. I worked for about 30 years in multinational corporations that were focused on manufacturing. I spent a lot of time in the specialty chemicals industry in particular. And over the better part of three decades, I had experiences in finance, marketing, human resources, corporate communications, and corporate citizenship. And when I took an early retirement package from the company that I had been working with the longest, I was able to transition from being a client of Pixera Global to coming to work for them as their senior director of client relations and public affairs. Okay, so Laura, is this a a bit of a cautionary tale for all other clients of Pixera that they are so great to work with that you may end up losing key people like... uh, your corporate citizenship people. I'm only. I'm. I'm kidding. I'm. I'm you totally know, kidding. But I, I have to say this though. Uh, you know. So just to uh, put that in perspective, to say, well, it's possible because Pixar <laughs> Global really makes some pretty <laughs> awesome experiences available to our uh, corporate employees. But we are always happy to serve those clients and to actually create such great experiences that actually the employees of our clients say that having participated in the experiences that we help facilitate actually make them more loyal to the companies that they work for today. Well, that's great. I I mean, you're not going to get any stronger uh, endorsement than I liked it so much. Uh, I went to work for them. That's fantastic. Now, Pixera Global uh, has been around for 25-ish years, has worked in 90-some countries. Right now, you're in a couple dozen different countries doing all kinds of very complicated, you know, over my pay grade type of work with big companies. Can you flesh out a bit of a picture for us? I'm sure Angela and I have a bunch of questions we want to ask you about, but let's start with the most obvious one. What does Pixera mean? Oh, that is such a great question, Chris. Thank you so much. So (laughs) Pixera Global is formerly CDC Development Solutions and actually had a couple of different names before that. They're different variations. But in our work, we have expanded considerably into the field of global health. And when it became pretty apparent that the Center for Disease Control was not going to change their name, we decided to take bite the bullet. And to avoid the constant tripping hazard that we uh-huh. were for ourselves. <laughs> so when we did that, we, we looked at all kinds of names. And because we are so globally oriented, I'm sure you can imagine that that, that, is a, that kind of branding is fraught with peril. 
much easier to make up a name than to try sure. and find a word that will work in you know the 60 or 70 languages in the 90 or so countries yeah. that we work in. So what we actually did was we took a look at what our core competencies were and we tried to um, come up with a name that would best depict what we do. So we picked two words from antiquity. We picked Pixis, which is Greek for a navigational device to depict the fact that we help our clients see farther and guide them in new ways. And we picked Era from Terra Firma because we help people do that on the ground. And that's one of the things that makes Pixera global, which then, of course, speaks to our uh, global footprint and the network that we have to go with us. And that's what makes us distinctive. I would say that one of the things that we do best and one of the things that we're best known for is that we help our multinational clients or multinational organizations who are uh, multinational corporations or organizations who are our clients find appropriate projects on the ground in emerging and developing markets for which they might not otherwise be able to have a touch. And we help them experience and, and come to engagements that are mutually beneficial and purposeful and sustainable in those on the ground uh, projects. Those projects can go anywhere from you know about a week or two all the way through to multiple years, but the distinguishing factor is that we help them execute on the ground with communities which are underserved. Okay, so Laura, you, you're sending people around the world from large companies. Um, the IBM program is one, GSK Pulse would be another, Dow, where the company you came from had uh, had has a program like that. Um, and this these are growing in popularity, but they are not cheap. I, I, the CEO of IBM spent, said he's invested $5 million in um, corporate service course so far. What kind of return are these companies seeing on those investments? Well, there's a couple of things in there, Chris, that I'd like to address, okay. if you don't mind. Good, so good. The, the first thing that I want to address is the programs that you're talking about, which are our international corporate volunteer programs, also referred to sometimes as global pro bono. Those are the shorter term projects that we help clients with, and they are generally anywhere from, like I said, one to two weeks. The most common is four weeks. They can extend for three to six months, and that's where corporations take employees and place them in specific essentially service learning projects on the ground in underserved communities. The other two areas that Pixera Global also has a practice in, which isn't exactly on volunteerism, is in developing local content for sustainable supply chains. Those are projects that are more multi-year, as well as integrated community development. Again, those are longer-term projects um, that we do in partnership with corporations. But let me go back to the corporate volunteer groups, international corporate volunteer groups, because that's where you were talking about the IBM Service Corps. Sure. And before you do that, let's just uh, clarify the other ones. When you, because um, I remember talking to somebody last year at the conference, and by the way, there's a conference coming up in D.C., April 7th and 8th. It's your fifth conference. It is yep. our fifth conference. Yep. And uh, it was fantastic to be there last year with you guys. And I, I heard about local content last year, and I to be honest, given my background in nonprofits, I thought it meant something like 
education content or just materials, but you're actually talking about dealing with fairly sophisticated supply chain issues and developing the ability of companies to source locally for their initiatives. That's exactly right. In fact, one of the things that is, you know, growing in recognition, especially in countries that are rich in natural resources, but not perhaps rich in the kind of market uh, infrastructure or other kinds of business infrastructure is that they want to be able to leverage and take advantage, and this is totally appropriate, of the natural resources with which they've been blessed. So how is it that we actually build a sustainable economic ecosystem so that we are building the capacity locally. Many of these governments are now insisting that companies in mining or or oil and drilling are actually employing or, or using certain local content. The problem is if folks don't have the capacity to be a good supplier, then it's really a problem and it, and it, puts, uh, it puts the supply chain at risk. So one of the things that Pixera Global does is work with multinational corporations who are already in country or perhaps planning to go in country in order to develop, to assess the local community, to develop programs that will bring the local um, folks up to the standard to be able to meet the purchasing requirements of large multinationals. Laura, this uh, sounds a lot like what um, shared value, the Shared Value Initiative refers to Michael Porter and Mark Kramer as local clusters is one of the three hallmarks of shared value. Now, that framework that, you know, they rolled out in 2011, um, they referred to it earlier, obviously, but in terms of formalized framework. But you've been doing this a little bit longer than that. Yes, and I'm very proud to tell you that we are actually a member of the Shared Value Network and part of the Shared Value Initiative that FSG has put together with Mark mm-hmm. Kramer and Michael Porter. So, yes, we okay. are very much involved in that effort and very much involved in making that a reality. And that's, you know, when I talked about the terra firma on the ground, and frankly, there are a lot of people who can envision that, some really brilliant people who can envision that and put together strategies with regards to that. The thing that Pixera Global does and has done for the last 25 years is to help make that a reality on the ground. Sure. No, and that is no mean feat. Okay, so uh, I totally interrupted you. No, that's fine. So now going back to the international corporate volunteer um, practice, which yeah. is IBM is, um, of course, um, probably the best known and ought to be the best known um, because they have sent 2,400 participants from over 52 countries and addressed 800 projects in 34 countries in the last five or six years. Now, when you said it's expensive, I guess that depends on what you get for your money. So true. Okay. So, I, you know, I don't want to say that $5 million isn't a lot. Um, $5 million is a lot, but IBM has characterized the value of this um, program for them in terms of $56 million. That is a wow. fold return on a $5 million investment. And I'm 
you know what? And as I say the five million dollars, I have to say, Chris, I'm I'm relying on your fact there because I'm not um, I'm not speaking to it exactly from um, the information that I have right here at my fingertips right now. But but I think you have to take a look at that and say what is the value that organizations get for it? And as the director of corporate citizenship um, at a large multinational company, I would say that the the benefits that we got from it were really threefold. Um, one of the things that we got from it was it was a fabulous way for us to engage and develop talent. Um, International Volunteer Corps are very, very often linked directly to leadership development. That's one of the reasons that IBM started the program. It's one of the stated reasons that a number of our clients do that. Dow Chemical for example, uses um, the program connecting their leadership development. In fact, they talk about um, leadership in action through the Dow Sustainability Corps. It's a fantastic way to engage stakeholders, especially stakeholders that maybe you haven't had such great relationships before. It's a great way for corporations to build authentic reputations for corporate social responsibility. And finally, it is a great way for companies to gain insight into emerging and developing markets, which everyone widely acknowledges is where the next great growth is going to be for business. But it's really, really hard to see inside of those markets. When you go on the ground, you have the chance to gain new insights that become then competitively distinctive. Wow, Laura, this is this is really great stuff. And I know that people listening are feeling, well, I'm hoping that they're feeling as inspired as this information is. This is not only, I mean, from the name Pixera all the way to the work you guys are doing and the real value that you're getting out of it is, is enormous and inspiring stuff. Um, I want to move a little bit more into the transformational conversation, but one question before we go there, because on a practical level, I can imagine people listening thinking, wow, that is amazing that IBM can spend $5 million and then value it. How many times did you save? Well, they've they've given us a number at $56 million. Brilliant. $6 million in value. So, uh, Laura, maybe you can tell us a little bit about not only um, how much value is being given pro bono-wise to the communities in which IBM Service Corps is operating. Obviously, these communities aren't paying for it. So it's tremendous value delivery to them. Um, let's talk about the, the transformative value. And this is something that we talk a lot about at Realized Worth is the transformative value that occurs within the company to affect the culture of the company. And we can talk about IBM. They're a well-known, um, obviously a well-known organization that's doing it, company that's doing it. But you actually worked at a company where you had a program like this. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about that from your personal experience. Uh, but can you tell us, can you explain to us a little bit? Um, I think a lot of people, practitioners would love to do a program like this, but they're not you know, their budgets, they're severely under budgeted, their leadership hasn't quite got on the same train as some other leaders and other companies. Um, what exactly is the value proposition for the within the company in terms of its culture, in terms of systems, in terms of productivity and that kind of thing? And I wonder if you could speak to a, a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, I think that one of the things that is you know, sort of the big gulp, especially when you talk about the IBM program, because the IBM program is, is frankly, it's huge. IBM sends 500 volunteers through their corporate service program, this corporate service core annually. And frankly, that is just a fantastic 
example, and Stan Litow is often encouraging other Fortune 500 companies to send only 100 per year. Just think of what would happen if, if every Fortune 500 company sent, quote unquote, only 100. So it's easy to, to look at that big number, but actually we send teams of 10 or we sense teams of 15 people. So it actually becomes much more affordable than uh, you might first think. So you don't, you don't have to do a massive program like IBM does in order to get the value from these types of programs. And again, I think that what we, also, what we always want to look at is, of course we have to look at the costs, of course we have to look at budgets, but you also have to look at what you get for the money. When you start looking at it that way, international corporate volunteerism or global pro bono becomes extremely efficient and extremely economic. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about that return on investment inside of the company. What have you seen? Okay, so there's usually three things that companies gain as a direct result of having this kind of international corporate uh, experience. The first is all about talent development and we all know that talent is what actually delivers on the value propositions of all companies. So when you talk about talent, you have to look, talk about attracting, engaging, developing and retaining that talent. And international corporate volunteer course are absolutely fantastic, especially for developing global leadership. And we have clients, IBM and the Dow Chemical Company are two examples that basically hardwire their leadership development. So for their the people that they expect to lead the company in the near and long-term future, they want them to have these types of experiences because it accelerates leadership development among along so many different um, competencies. The second is that these types of activities are fantastic for building and regaining sometimes relationships with stakeholders that are extremely important for your organization. For example, Pfizer has um, programs whereby they place um, fellows in programs for six months to a year. Merck does the same thing and their whole purpose there is to gain a better understanding and build capability in nonprofit organizations that are very important for them in order to deliver long term on their strategies. And Laura, is that is that just international, that uh, six month to one year placement project or is that do they do that nationally too? With regards to Pfizer, I I can't speak to the details of the Global Health um, Fellows Program at this point in time, but I believe that they're looking at doing it mostly internationally to deliver on their global health value proposition. Okay. And so when that, after a year of being embedded like that or six months, what, what happens when they come back? Do you, can you walk us through that a little bit or maybe even give us a picture of how some of those learnings are captured and institutionalized inside of the company? Well, actually, I would really like to do that, except if you don't mind, Chris, I want to talk about the other two value propositions. Okay, yeah. No, that's great. So Let's do that. We have, we have talent and we have stakeholder engagement. The third area is that these types of projects actually build great reputations and they're authentic. This is not greenwashing. These are authentic services that we're placed that companies are placing in place. They're building capacity. They're making uh, skills and expertise available to communities who would not otherwise have 
that kind of capability in place. And then finally, the thing that is really also transformative, not only for the individuals, for the companies, but you gain great insight by actually working with people in their communities, coming alongside of them. And it gives great insight for innovation, for service, for business. It also provides the opportunity to gain insight on the other end in terms of what types of things could better make this an environment for sustainable supply chains. So you take a look at those four things and think to yourself, okay, what other strategy could you ever put in place that would actually return those four things? And what's really cool about this is you can kind of dial in which thing is the most important for the client in question, and it becomes a tremendous return on investment. The insight for innovation is something that GlaxoSmithKline, GSK, has actually hardwired. One of the things that they do is when their people are out in field, not only are they building great stakeholder relationships and developing their people, but they're also um, gaining insight into what are the needs for affordable medical care, affordable health care, affordable diagnostics. These types of things then inform new businesses or new um, products and new solutions. In the company that I worked for and ran um, their international corporate volunteer program, what we talked about was what could we do in terms of capturing new business ideas. So those are the types of things that, that, you, can, um, that you can work on and, and dial in. Okay, this is huge for our listeners. Thank you so much for sharing some of the clear ROI. I know this is what a lot of them are trying to measure. Um, I think probably you and I and many other people that have been, have been involved in this field have heard something similar from many of their volunteers, many of their employees engaged in these programs, and that is that oftentimes people feel, once they come back from a program like this, that they have gotten out of it more than they've given. I wonder if you have just some personal story that you feel comfortable sharing, either from yourself or from one of the people that you've spoken to that have been involved in these programs, about that that transformation that happens, that thing where we get more out of it than we feel like we give? You know, I think that is such a great question. And I'm going to share with you one of the best quotes that that I ever um, had um, coming out of that. So one of my colleagues who went on the one of the programs in the uh, organization that I worked with had had gone to India and he was um, very experienced in the company. He was probably 30, 25, 30 years with the company, had been to India several times, had worked extensively with the company's business there, and told me, you know, I really expected when I went on this experience that I would have a lot to contribute because I have a lot of experience and I really have a heart for service and I, I really wanted to make a contribution. But I never expected to learn as much as I did. And you know what, Laura? I learned that you miss a lot from the back seat of a cab. And I just think that that summarizes it perfectly. It is hugely different to go and visit and be in an environment that keeps you inside of the bubble that you came from and to go into community and to serve people in community because there it's just wonderful the way that we're set up as human beings right that we gain the most and we we develop the greatest empathy when we come in authentic service to other people and that's fundamentally what these programs are all about that's great i 
Uh, that's really great. I appreciate you sharing that, Laura. And um, it's been great to have you here and sharing with us. And I want to tell everybody we are going to have a chance to hear more from Laura. Um, I get the privilege of interviewing her and four other panelists at a conference that's occurring in New York City on April 3rd and 4th. It's the Employee Engagement Conference and Citizenship Programs. And if you want more information about it, you can just contact us at Realize Worth. We'd be happy to hook you up and even give you a little discount code. But don't tell anybody, okay? It's just between you and me. And um, Laura will be there, and uh, Sarah Global will be very well represented. You can talk to uh, her and others about the program and what they're doing. They're um, part of this uh, event as well. And uh, it's just been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Laura. It's been just a joy, and I'm looking forward to seeing you you in New York City. And for listeners who want to connect directly with Laura, read more about Pixera, you can click on any of the links below. Um, You can also contact Realized Worth directly at contact at realizedworth.com. Laura, again, I just want to thank you. The thing about these quick podcasts is that we just get enough that we want to ask you a whole bunch more questions. So I hope everybody joins us in New York City and we can have a longer conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, everyone. You'll